Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Welcome back, everyone, to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. I am your host today, Chase, and I am super excited to be here because I have a guest on the podcast that, quite honestly, a little, little bit of a last-minute guest, unexpected interview for my Tuesday, but that doesn't mean that I'm not excited about it because I did a little bit of research before hopping on here, and today we have Sunny Mo from the Teen, I guess, Literacy Company is a good way to describe it, Bloom, and... We have we have some really, really cool stuff planned out for you today. We're diving into Sonny's past, how he, as a 22-year-old entrepreneur, has built a really successful business and is soon to be launching their app, like, you know, like, like on your phone app, which is super cool to me because that's something that's never really even crossed my mind. So I'm really excited to have you here today, Sonny. Can you, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chase. Uh, super excited to be here. Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited to have you. Like like I said, I when I woke up today, today, I was not expecting to be doing an interview 12 hours after waking up. But that doesn't mean that I'm not excited to be here, man. So yeah, I mean, as a startup, uh, we like to move fast, right? So I mean, these yeah, things well, no, where, you know, on 12 hour intervals, like things pop up. You know, uh, we love that stuff, bro. So. That's how I roll. I literally, I, I hate it when guests book for three months out. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so. Obviously, me and you have never really talked before, so I want to get to know you, and the audience wants to get to know you, so can you tell me a little bit about your past? You're 22. Talk to me about what you were like in high school, and if there was like any one event or person that kind of pushed you to where you are today that made you more entrepreneurial, like business, whatever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, uh, so yeah, I grew up uh, in like uh, North Jersey, uh, suburbs, uh, Ridgewood, Bergen County, right? Uh, and it's like pretty like very like Wall Street type community, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, I had a really like great high school experience. Um, and I mean, to kind of answer your question about the one person, I took like a history class. Um, it was APUSH. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's like two APUSHs actually, or, or it's like, it was split up actually in my high school. And uh-huh. my high school right. teacher was, it was just really fun to me, like debating things and like being like really independent minded. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean like uh, to me in high school, like finance was always kind of like a mystery to me. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean like it was very apparent to me because like, oh, we had like an accounting class. Right. Um, and like all the adults were kind of talking about like credit and stuff like that, that like I really like should like learn it. Right. But like, I guess for the first two mm-hmm. years of high school, um, I didn't really care about it uh, because mostly because I like my life was just too busy. Right. I have like soccer yeah. practice, like, you know, and I didn't really care about it. And the moment in which I started really caring about it was when I started thinking about colleges and um, I think, yeah, saw like the ast- like astronomical like rises and like college, and I'm like, oh crap! I had this like dream school in mind, right? At the time, yep. it was Brown, right? And I'm like, oh shoot! I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like afford to go to this place, even if I get in. What did tuition look like? I think it was like oh, was- sixty or something, sixty thousand dollars a year. I think uh, with like oh, room tuition board everything. Right, right. So it's like yeah. absurd, and I'm like, oh holy crap! Like these are the numbers, right? And like. 
my parents, like, oh, they have, like, this amount of, like, leeway, right? So, like, how the hell am I going to go to school, <laughs> right? Like, I guess that kind of realization <laughs> yeah. kind of, like, uh, struck me after, like, my sophomore year in high school, uh, in college, or, excuse me, uh, high school, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, that led me to just obsessively just read, like, books after books after, like, just regarding financial literacy. So the first one that I started with, uh, with was just uh, Rich Dad and Poor Dad, um, or Rich Dad, Poor Dad yep. by... I think his name is like a guy. Robert I don't remember the, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his last name, but um, yeah, I remember it was just, it's just like a, not necessarily like a super factual book, right? But I just remember the anecdotes being really, really powerful to the point where I just went on like a spree of just reading like uh, like books about financial literacy, uh, specifically like investing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I by the end of the year of my junior year, I read like twenty books uh, just on like finances and personal literacy and stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess like a big like pain point that I realized uh, at, at the time was that I wasn't really able to take action, right, uh, uh, for my like what yeah. I learned where I couldn't like put, I had like a little bit of savings where I worked at like a restaurant, right, I like refereed some soccer matches and et cetera, but I wasn't able to put like my money into work basically. Uh, so yeah, I kind of, you know, just assumed that that was the case, right? Like when I'm 18, like I'll be able to start investing, caring about finances, and right. yeah, fast forward, right? I graduated high school. I uh, got into Brown, right? Um, and yeah, took on a crap ton of student loans uh, to be able to go to Brown, right? And I turned eighteen, and around the time there was like this uh, kind of like newish app called Robinhood that you know not many people knew about, but I was like, right. they were giving like referral fees, so I was telling everybody about this app, right? So I got on Robinhood and. Uh, yeah, basically what happened was I lost thousands of dollars, like all the like money that I saved up <laughs> because I just didn't know what I was doing. I was buying options, right? It tanked. Oh, I also boy. bought crypto too, right? On Coinbase, right? Lost everything because, you know, there was like a big crash, right? And it was really well, like yeah. a wake-up call it, to me, right? And yeah, that's kind of yeah. like my background, literally, where I was just really like failed kind of like investor who was really like idealistic about a lot like a lot of things and oh i'm gonna put in money it's just gonna grow right and uh yeah i guess just through this like experience like really just like learned that like you know you can't learn finances from books right you need to actually yeah uh, get get yeah. your you know hands in the game right and uh, really like start investing responsibly like from a young age right and yeah, that's kind of like my backstory um, in terms of like, you know, uh, like what I was like in high school and college, right? Early college, basically before I started things at Bloom. No, I get it, man. I, I've always been an advocate personally of like starting with like with investing. You don't really understand what investing is till you start to get your hands in like that literally getting that your hands dirty. I, I did a similar thing with crypto. I started my crypto investing journey and immediately lost a bunch of money. Because you don't know what you're doing, but it instills this interest in you to learn about this thing that you're actually investing in. And when you're when you're young, that's the best time you could possibly do it. Like if, if you're a listener, starting young is the key. Because when you're young, you can make mistakes and it's not gonna hurt you, you know? But so I find it so funny that you started crypto and lost everything. I I, I say funny. I don't mean to insult you. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was, looking yeah. back, it was like a great experience, right? Like, uh, I no, lost really. a bunch of money. I mean, I'm not telling, oh, like people to like go out there and lose money, right? But 
um, right? Like it's kind of like that first experience where you lose a little bit of money and you realize, oh, right, like my goal or like there's a, there's a thing called risk, right? And I have to be like smart about yeah. it, right? And I have to be like strategic about it, right? Um, and uh, that's like all the steps that are necessary for you to just make kind of like your money like work, you know, for itself, certainly. I mean, I'm telling people to go lose money. I mean, go set your cash on fire. I'm not the look. I can't be the only one who loses money. Okay, that can't be just me. People aren't allowed to be successful, and I've failed. That's not how this works. <laughs> but in seriousness, once you were in college, did that? What? When did? When exactly did you start Bloom? You said it. it well, you told me it was last summer of 2021. Yeah, or was so, it 2020? So Bloom was started in 2021. So I went to uh, Brown for three years, right? And uh, yeah, got into this accelerator called Y Combinator. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're like an entrepreneur, especially in like the tech scene, it's like a pretty well-known name where uh, they helped start like Airbnb, Coinbase, uh, Dropbox, uh, DoorDash, and like really like legendary right. companies, right? And uh, it was like a really transformative experience uh, for me. And yeah, so went through kind of like the process and at the end kind of came out with Bloom, right? Which was around the July of last year. Can we actually talk about Y Combinator and how exactly you came to be in that accelerator and what the process is there? Because yeah, I know absolutely. absolutely nothing about that process. Like, do you have to apply? Like, like how, how does this work as an entrepreneur? What do you do? Yeah, so it's like a, a bit. Of, it was a bit of a mystery for me uh, before I applied, right? Uh, and like, there are people who apply. So it's an application process, right? And there are some people who apply literally like dozens of times, right? Like I actually talked to somebody who applied twenty times before they got in, right? But uh, we were really wow. lucky, so we got in uh, first time, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like right. a pretty rigorous application process where they ask you like thirteen questions. Questions like, oh, why is this a good idea? Uh, like, how are you going to go to market? You know, with these very basic questions mm-hmm. that make you really think to the core like what you're working on and if like the idea that you're working on is like a really good idea right and afterwards uh there's like an extensive interview process in which um the interviews are really short by the way it's literally 10 minutes but then you talk mm-hmm. to like really really cool people uh like uh for your interview some people got to talk to like michael seibel who started um twitch right uh I talked, I got to, the guy who interviewed me was uh, the founder of Scrint, uh, which is like the audiobook book company. Right? Yeah. No, um, I've, I've so, heard yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit intimidating initially where they just like hard drill you with this like really intense set of questions for 10 minutes, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for us, we got two interviews um, and yeah, at the end of the process, uh, they were like, oh, hey, we really like what you're working on. Um, yeah, come join Y Combinator. So you went in with the idea of Bloom, right? Like you had you had a semi fleshed out idea of what Bloom was going to look like. Then that's not true. Like actually, you went into Y yeah. So there's this thing what called was... uh, pivoting. So we originally went in with actually like a different <laughs> idea, which was this uh, like it was like a, a tool for like programmers, um, which was uh, mm-hmm. basically like a universal compiler. Uh, and yeah, afterwards uh, we found out that, oh, actually this is not the idea that we want to really work on uh, because we didn't feel passionate about it. And then we went through this whole process called pivoting where you just go through the, like multiple ideas, right? And yeah, at the end of the process, uh, Bloom was like the, the idea that came to be. And we felt that at the core, it was just like the most important problem that we could be working on, right? And uh, right. like our vision really is to get every teenager to start building wealth. Um, and like nobody was really like paying attention to teens right at the time, right? Uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
uh, yeah, like, we felt that, like, oh, like, if we aren't the ones to work on this problem, right, like, somebody else will eventually, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, given that, like, say, like, what the likes of, like, Robinhood, right, or these other brokerages, some of them have, like, done and caused, right, uh, we felt that, like, it was really important for us to take matters into our own hands uh, and really try to make um, a product here that's educational, safe, right, and also just really just teaches you about investing um, as a whole. So, who first off, who is we? You and who else? Yeah, so it's kind of like the Bloom team, right? So, uh, yeah, I have two co-founders, uh, which is uh, so mm -hmm. Sam, right? And Sam was previously, he started, he was working on another company. It was called Thrift, uh, which was uh, Shopify for Instagram sellers. But he joined because we met through YC, right? And right. Uh, Alan, uh, who you, you know, I communicated with. So Alan yep. uh, previously was at Robinhood, actually, and... Uh, yeah, he's worked on a lot of really interesting things um, in the past as well. And so did you go into – when you were applying to the YC Combinator, was it just you going in with this idea or was it those two as well? Were they with you when you started this? Or I, I think you said Sam joined you at the YC Combinator. Yeah, yeah. So we, we uh, I met Sam and Alan uh, during YC. Um, and is that like an actual event where you go to a location and they do this whole accelerator? Yeah. So because of COVID uh, last year, like the whole batch experience actually was remote. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, no like office. It was a lot of like Zoom calls, um, a lot of talks. Right. right. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's cool because like, uh, I mean, I guess like you don't get to see them in person, but like still it's like the founders of like Airbnb, like talking, right? Like. Uh, right. like weekly or uh, so it's, it's it's like a really interesting experience I would say and do you get do you get actual funding from going into the YC Combinator or is it just like okay, go ahead. can you explain a little bit yeah so Y Combinator actually gives you uh, $125,000 uh, for you to start your company mm -hmm. um, and for you to use it during the batch um, for 7% every company wow that's that that's really cool that's a really unique approach so Bloom, explain to me, explain to the audience what, is it, what exactly Bloom is, what are you guys doing, what is your mission? Yeah, absolutely. So we're an investing app. Uh, so we enable teens to start investing uh, in the stock market uh, alongside their mm -hmm. parents' rights. And yeah, we provide a lot of things. Um, so we provide like education modules for you to like learn about investing, right? And right now we kind of have a promotional event where um, if you like sign up, right, uh, uh, you get like a free stock actually that we gift you um, right. that you're able to use. Very cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it basically like lets you using uh, something called custodial accounts, um, like invest uh, alongside like your parents. Um, but it's under uh, like kind of like your guidance, right, as a teen, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of really interesting like features um, that uh, like are in store in the future as well. Uh, but yeah, really catered to teenagers, right? And we're one of the first investing apps that are uh, letting people who are under under 18 start starting to invest uh, responsibly and uh, in like a no. very like easy way. No, 100%. Um, me, as a 17-year-old, it was incredibly difficult about a year ago for me to actually set up investment accounts. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a process. <laughs> like, suffice right. to say, uh -huh. it was a freaking process for me and my dad to go in and set up stock accounts, set up crypto accounts. Like, it was probably, probably took us a month um, yeah. to onboard everything, and he had to set up a custodial accounts. And even now, I still trade crypto just in my dad's name. It's not actually my account, right? Uh -huh. which is 
why I actually really love the approach you're taking. I, I, I know you guys probably aren't doing crypto, but the idea of allowing teens to have their own, just, I guess, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> allowing teens to have freedom with their investments. Exactly. So mm-hmm. this educational course is, is an app. Obviously, you said that you have your Bloom app that's launching. Mm-hmm. Um, is everything contained in the app? Do you have a website that this goes through? Is it uh, mobile phone native? Is it laptop native? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, so we're currently on iPhone for teens, um, and Android mm-hmm. is very like uh, close to being released as well, right? Uh, right. And uh, we're anticipating like next month, right? And uh, mm-hmm. for parents, right, like uh, we actually provide like a website, uh, but you could also like it's mobile friendly as well, so they could sign up. And it's like uh, you kind of mentioned Chase that it was really hard for your dad um, to kind of uh, set up like your accounts. Um, and on Bloom, oh, yeah. actually, uh, we made a process is like super simple and basically we like tested all these ways that we can make it really really fast so uh, mm-hmm. for your parents to actually sign up uh, because right now if you're under like this is just just due, just due to like US regulations like uh, if you're under 18 like you need uh, you need uh, you need to sign up alongside with your parents right but for us right for a yep. parent to sign up um, on Bloom it actually takes like two minutes or less um, it's like super fast oh, like, wow blazingly that's fast, awesome right? uh, and like we literally explain every single step like uh, FAQs and all that so like uh it's really, really easy for your parents um, to kind of like set up um, and just get started. And so what you day to day, what are you doing as the CEO, the person who runs this company? Like how since going through the YC Combinator, which mm-hmm. I assume is part of what obviously, I mean, the whole point is to kickstart your business. Sure. Since leaving the Combinator, what have you guys been doing? Mm-hmm. What have you as CEO been trying to build out to mm-hmm. market, whatever? Yeah, so I could kind of t- talk about like how my day to day has changed as well, and kind of um, yeah, answer sure. that question, right? So, actually, during Y Combinator, it was like me who was building like the app, right? And like we're literally trying to do everything, right? You're talking to investors, right? right? Um, but now, nowadays, were you still more, in college? Uh, I wasn't. Were you no, still you in have to. You okay. have to drop. So I actually dropped out, right? Um, or, oh, okay, yeah, 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 but. Uh, so you can't, it has to be like a full-time, like your main thing, right? Yep. So you can't do it yep. like on the side, right? So, um, and they, they they expect that amount of like serious commitment. But uh, for me, yeah, yeah my like day-to-day now is mostly like, a lot of it is like really ensuring that the company is going the right direction, right? So mm-hmm. uh, our mission is to just enable the next generation of Americans uh, to start building wealth, right? And we also want to educate right. them. So uh, And in the process of education, right, we also want to help them start building wealth, right? Uh, and our vision is to really just get every teenager, right, to start building wealth in, like, a safe way, right? And just really, like, putting that as, like, the North Star, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so just, like, reiterating, like, the same things every day is, like, a big part, right? Uh, another thing, too, is just, like, making sure the team is, like, uh, like smoothly running, right? There's, like, no problems, right? right. Uh, and then a big part, too, is planning. So I think planning is, like, really, really important because, uh, like, I, I like to say that what we're working on now is something that was planned, like, uh, two, three weeks ago. Um, and, right. like, I'm right now, like, planning things that are, like, two months ahead, for, right? Right. Uh, so that's a lot of my day-to-day, uh, I would say. And so how what, how many people are on your team? Like, how, what, what does the team at Bloom look like? Yeah, so we've grown uh, sizably. So now we're at 10, I believe. Wow, impressive. <laughs> What is it like as a 22-year-old managing nine other people, ten other people? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really like exhilarating. Like it's crazy how things have changed, right? Uh, starting from mm-hmm. like uh, YC, right, to like a team of ten, and we're gonna grow like much more rapidly, like in the future as well, right? Uh, but right. yeah, I would say like uh, it's cer- certainly like managing is something that you like learn over time, right? But also at the same right. time, right? I think uh, it's less so like my most most of my day, I would say, uh, is just really occupied on just being really excited about our vision, right? And just really yeah. thinking about, like, it's just, like, managing, like, in the end, it's kind of like a, you know, you're just trying to, like, motivate a group of people, right? And, like, just really just mm-hmm. keeping them in, like, the right, like, lanes, right? Like, in terms of, like, uh, like progressing towards, like, a common goal, right? So, uh, like, I wouldn't say, like, it was, like, too different of, like, an experience uh, for me, like, just from, like, regularly when I was, like, the one, like, you know, like, pushing the gear forward uh, from, like, the engineering right. end. So... Instead, so obviously now you've probably moved out of a lot of the engineering. Are you spending all day in meetings? Are you in your email inbox nonstop? Are you guys in person as a company or are you a mostly virtual company? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Uh, so, yeah, to answer the first part of your question, right, it really depends, right? Um, like, there are some weeks in which I'm, like, really occupied with email, right? There are some weeks mm-hmm. in which I'm, like, uh, writing a lot of, like, documents, right, like, roadmap, right, uh, stuff like that. So it really varies. Um, I do spend a lot of time on email. Uh, I actually love email um, in the sense that, like, I think it's, it's a really w- good way for, uh, like communication to not get lost basically right so right um, like I don't love spending time in my email inbox obviously right but like you know right uh, I, yeah I mean uh, I do spend a fair amount of time I would say uh, like on email and I'm uh, sorry I kind of lost like the second part of your question um, no no you're good I asked if yeah, you guys yeah. were an in-person or virtual company yeah so regarding that we're actually split across two locations at the moment. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. mostly we run the company like remotely. Um, and yeah, like uh, half of our team is in San Francisco, right? And the other half is in New York City at the moment. That's, first off, that's a really big, <laughs> those two places are very different. Sure. How have you been, oh, okay, hold on. Let, let me figure out a way to formulate these next couple of questions. I have so many to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, how, when you first left YC Combinator, how quickly did you start scaling out the business and how did you go about hiring people and knowing exactly where you needed and what you needed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great Talk question. Talk to me a little about that. Yeah, so after YC, right, uh, we fundraised, right, and then, yeah, I guess our primary focus was just on hiring, right, and like mm-hmm. building like the product basically, right, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like, uh, change of modes in which we're i think it was just like uh like hiring was like a whole new different thing right so there are all these like hiring Mm -hmm. services right uh that a lot of startups use right so uh we kind of use those services we used uh, y combinator actually has like its own portal called work at a startup right so we use that really Mm -hmm. really extensively as well right Uh, it's a lot of like email communication um like uh, for a lot of these like services uh so uh yeah i mean hiring is just something that just uh, takes a lot of time right um and yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I guess for us, it was just uh, really, yeah, just reaching out to a lot of people, right? And uh, people really like resonated with our mission, right? And uh, right. they got really excited, right? So like hiring on our end wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like, oh, people were like, like, oh, it wasn't like, oh, people were like, oh, like, I'm not sure if I want to join this company. It was like, oh, wow, it's mm-hmm. a super cool mission. Like, yeah, let's get started, right. you know? Like, uh, what are like the day one logistics, you know, like uh, all of that, right? Uh, and yeah, I mean, like for like building product and stuff, right. Uh, it was just like, yeah, just constantly 
like it wasn't too different I would say from like what we did in YC where we talked to users mm-hmm. right and we try to like iterate quickly and uh, really ensure that like the product is like a really really good experience for the users um, so yeah to answer your question overall I think yeah it was definitely a change of gears right but uh, we adapted mm-hmm. uh, to like the change really quickly as a company yeah because if you if you were if you came out of the combinator in June, that means in the last eight months you've gone from you and one or two other people to a ten person company, which is a massive expansion that happened really quickly and it's super impressive. Um, so if you you were running off of the funding for the YC Combinator, right? Did you guys have to do further fundraises to keep enough money to pay the employees and keep development going? Have you do you have a profit? Uh, do you have any way of making profit right now? What is the story behind all of that? Yeah, so um, you usually, so, as, so so the way Y Combinator works is that usually it's like a three month long kind of program and you get in the mm-hmm. batch, right? And when you get in the batch, you get your initial funding, right? And at the end of it, right, right you have this thing called demo day. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, like around demo days when you start like talking to investors and you try to really like sell them your vision, your traction, um, and uh, just all of these really uh, relevant company milestones. Um, and yeah, for us, right, we were able to successfully fundraise um, like at the end of Y Combinator, right? Because we got investors really, really excited about our vision, mission, and our traction, right? So uh, yeah, for us, so you that had was kind of how the funding. Yeah, for Do us, you that had a decent amount of funding beyond yes, the 125? Yes, we did. Oh, impressive. Do, are you allowed to disclose the amount you fundraised or no? If not, that's yeah. Fine. So for now, it's actually uh, in like undisclosed. Uh, but in the coming months, mm-hmm. we'll make an announcement regarding how much we fundraised. very, very awesome. And what does your guys' revenue model look like? How are you planning on actually making money from your users? Yeah. So right now, we actually don't uh, because we think that uh, building cool. wealth right should be accessible to everybody, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of where you're from, like what your socioeconomic status is, and et cetera. Uh, but down the line, it's possible uh, that uh, we offer something like a premium membership for certain people. Uh, and our intention is to always keep building wealth accessible. So uh, there will always uh, hopefully be a free version of Bloom that will be available, right? As well yeah. as offer um, other products that uh, will get a lot of people really excited and willing to pay for. So at this time, the the, the profit revenue, bleh, the profit model is mostly off in the future. Are you guys, are you guys running? Obviously, at, at a deficit. Duh. Um, are what happens if slash when you run out of com- out of funding? Do you intend to fundraise again and give away more of the company? Do you intend to hit a start up a profit runway before then? That's, that's something I'm really curious about. Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, it's more of a question of like, oh, like when does profitability start mattering, right? And yes, uh, it, uh, that's a great question, right? Uh, generally for startups that are like really high growth like us, right? Um, like the profitability mm-hmm. stage actually comes after, right? Uh, after you have like millions mm-hmm. of users, right? Um, and for us, right? Like uh, since there are so many like known business models in like adjacent areas uh, for us, right? Like uh, I would say like while all things are on the table, like in terms of like, if we want to be profitable right like we could like definitely lever the gears towards that or if we want to actually continue to defer profitability later right that we're also happy to do that uh yeah certainly for us right all these options are certainly on the table and 
so now that you have, because I know you said your app is launching, obviously. So now that you have a product, now that, and since profit isn't the biggest goal right now, you have the funding to keep going. What does the marketing plan look like? How are you guys getting this product to users? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I did want to touch upon, I guess, one last thing we're in the profitability part, right? Oh, yeah. So ahead, for us, right, like it really comes down to what we're working on as a company, like what our primary objective is, right? And right. like our belief really is that like profits, right, the milestones and everything will come after once we really like focus on our vision, like build a product that mm-hmm. uh, like people are heads and heels over. And uh, really like, so that's our laser focus, right? Like profitability and concern, we know will come after that, right? So um, yeah, we're, we're, I would say that's like less of a, a concern for us. Uh, regarding like marketing, right? Yeah, so it's like a multi-pronged approach in which we're trying out very like various things, right? But as you can right. imagine, right, like it's like things that uh, like are really catered to like teenagers. Like uh, it's be, uh, so we have a huge Discord community of around, I think we broke 1.5K members, right? And we're continuing awesome. growing, right? We have Instagram and uh, TikTok and um, Twitter as kind of like our primary like social media channels um, and also mm-hmm. right uh, we're doing affiliates right in the future as well as like referrals um, like so if you like if you're on the app right you can invite somebody to kind of get like a referral fee right um, so yeah all these different right. things uh, that we definitely have on the roadmap and we're certainly going to be really really creative about the way we market things. And are you solely trying to approach teenagers as your target, like with your marketing? Um, obviously, teenagers are your target market, but with your marketing, are you solely trying to approach teenagers, or are you also targeting parents as you know, trying to show that this is the best way to get their kids into investing? Yeah, we're doing both, but uh, yeah, I would primarily like uh, say that we're more geared towards teenagers because uh, it's actively the teen that's taking the first step, right? And it's the teen yes. who's starting to build wealth, right? And it's not like oh, your parent can't can't really educate you you have to take the own or you have to take your own initiative in order for you to right. start learning about oh hey how does credit work or oh hey how does a dividend what is a dividend you know like all these different investing yeah. terms right uh, which you absolutely should know right and if you're learning about these things when you're under 18 right you're like miles ahead right and you're, you've definitely like set yourself <laughs> up like for uh, potentially like greater success in the future right so yeah I would say with these like factors in mind we're definitely targeting teenagers first no a hundred percent which is a strategy i completely agree with um i think quite honestly looking at the community that we have at tff i think the initiative shown by teens who are willing to learn about investment is more important than anything parents could teach us you know i I think anyone listening and i'm sure you agree with this is like if your parents start to force something on you that it, you're not you're not going to take to it for whatever reason that is for even if it's just to spite your parents a lot of teens won't really get super interested in that stuff you know yeah and like another part, flip side of the coin too is that like your knowledge of like financial literacy right investing like it, it shouldn't be constrained by your parents right like uh right. like regardless of like where you grow up right or regardless of like what financial background like your parents have right like you should absolutely have uh, be able to be equipped with the tools for you to actually start like learning about investing right and like these very like fundamental financial terms that are not taught in school today 100 percent. so i want to kind of ask since oh not now that bloom is about to launch your app where are you guys really looking to go in the future are you pivoting again are you just going to focus on getting users is it all marketing from here on out what is the three month six month year vision yeah so for us it's about really yeah getting like 
every like uh, we're just working towards like getting every teenager to start building wealth right and right. yeah for us what that looks like in a three to six month time like horizon is for us to really just keep growing basically uh, we've had like really great growth right while we were in beta right and like we definitely want to uh, continue that trajectory now that we're uh, releasing to the public and uh, we'll definitely have like more uh like, like you won't need like an invite right from test flight for you to actually get started now, right? It's going to be right. like open access, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for us, we're really, really excited about the prospects of that. And our product also is continually improving, right? Uh, and right. we're constantly like listening to uh, what our users are saying, right? And uh, really making rapid changes based on that, right? Uh, and acting fast is like one of our core values, really. Uh, so, of course. Uh, yeah, so a lot of really, really exciting things on the horizon, on the three to six month horizon. No, that's that's really awesome, man. What about you as an individual? What are you trying to do? Where where you where do you see yourself in a year, two years, three years? Yeah, so I'm really, really excited about just scaling Bloom, right? And right. again, like just working towards our vision, right? And uh, like I'm happy for me, it's more about just like doing what whatever is necessary for the business, right? And uh, especially, right, like at a given time, there are various things that are like important, right, for Bloom, right, right. to change, like from the YC stage, right, to immediately after. And today, like, you know, uh, it's really like different, like in terms of like with, what the needs of the company are, right? And right. Uh, yeah, I mean, primarily, I would say my focus is to just uh, try to work on what's most important for the company at like a given mm-hmm. time. And let me ask you this. I, this is purely a curiosity question. If someone were to come in and try and buy you out, um, at Bloom, how would you react? I know it obviously yeah, I mean, has to depend on the amount, yeah. but are you um, are you open to the idea of selling Bloom as a company, or are you super attached to it as your vision? What's what's the story there? Yeah, I mean, so uh, again, it's like we don't really have options that are close to us, right? Uh, we definitely right. consider all the opportunities, but I would say for like the moment, our primary focus is on yeah, growing and. Uh, like helping teens, like uh, starting to build wealth, um, right, in like an easier and like a more educational and safer way. So, if someone were my age or even your age or older than you, and they were wanting to have a similar path to you to start a company to go into a startup, what would you what would you tell them to do? Yeah, so I think, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, uh, advice out there, right? And certainly, like, it's, like, a skill, right, uh, to be able to, like, filter out the ones that are, like, right for you and ones that are not, certainly, because everybody has, like, a right. different, like, path towards success. Um, I think, yeah, for me, like, what really resonated with uh, me was primarily that, like, I mean, when you're surrounding yourself with really, really talented people, right, you, you constantly mm-hmm. feel, like, a sense of imposter syndrome, right? Uh, being like, oh, True. Like, I, like, wow, this person, like, you know, like, created, like, this, like, multiple, like, huge business, or, wow, this person has, like, 100 million users, like, on their app, or, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you feel these constantly, right? Yeah. But I think it's just really important to just, like, just focus on, like, what you're working on, right, and... Uh, just really just know that like uh, like you know things take time right and like everybody like has different time skills uh, but like your time will eventually come like if you keep like uh, persisting and if you're diligent if you're constantly like learning and uh, yeah, just like improving on yourself I think that's number one and I would say for like number two yeah I think what's also really really important is to just surround yourself with really like talented peers right so if you're going to be like an entrepreneur i think it's also like really like smart for you to like surround yourself in like environments in which you are like surrounded by entrepreneurial people or uh 
say if you want to be like an athlete, right, then like you want to surround yourself with like coaches, right, like other athletes, right. So right. I think really being like conscious about like your, your environment, who you're surrounding yourself with and who you're spending time with, right, that is really, really important uh, in my experience. And so prior to just for you personally, prior to YC Combinator, did you how did were you surrounding yourself with entrepreneurially entrepreneurially minded people? I don't know if that's a word. But were you were you trying to surround yourself with that or was it because of YC Combinator that you surrounded people by like that? Yeah, so for me it was like a mix of things. Yeah, I was definitely really, really interested in entrepreneurship. I think like an entrepreneurship course, right, when I was at Brown, right? Uh, and Brown had like a new entrepreneurship center that came up, right? So I like yeah. spent a lot of time in the entrepreneurship center. Um, yeah, I also like the reason why I actually heard about Y Combinator was that I actually read a blog that was talking about Y Combinator, right? Because I right. like looked up, oh, entrepreneurship for like college students, right? And Y Combinator came up right. and there was like a blog, right? So um, yeah, I think it was just like a culmination of those things that really, really helped me um, just surround myself and just like familiarize, like just be able to like take the risk uh, and like for me to actually feel comfortable taking the risk. So, I mean, you said it all, man. I, I feel, is there is there anything else? I know that we're getting towards the end of our our time for this interview, um, and I don't want to take up too much of your time because you're obviously a busy guy. Is there anything else that you want to tell our audience? Any last pieces of advice, stories, anything that you want to toss out there onto the field? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is not investment advice, but I would highly encourage like everybody who's under eighteen today, uh, just to really seriously consider starting to invest. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. like it could be as little as uh, so whether you choose Bloom or some other other app, right? Uh, like just get started, right? Uh, like yes. I talked to a lot of adults, right? Parents, right? And like a huge regret for them is that they didn't start investing early, right? And if you use an app like Bloom, right? Like uh, people are very scared about like losing money, right? But like you could get started as as little as just a dollar. Like you could just put in a dollar into your account, right? Yeah. And just watch it grow, right? Uh, so. Like, it could be in little amounts, right? And, um, like, when you're young, right, when you're, like, 13, 14, 15, like, 17, right, like, in that age range, right, um, it really is, like, you're, like, you have a lot of years ahead of you, right? And that gives you a lot of room for your investment to really, really grow, right? Uh, and, like, when you're investing at, like, those ages, right, you're taking, you're really just doing yourself a huge favor. Like, for the amount of time that you're spending, right, you're really just making a huge leap uh, for your financial freedom and future, right? And yeah, I would just highly encourage like everybody to just get started. Um, yeah, man, 110%. All right, well, Sonny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you got me excited about Bloom, personally. I'm gonna do- I'm gonna have to download the app and try it out. And I'll- to the audience, I'm gonna, this will make a good podcast episode. I'm gonna download the Bloom app once it comes out for Android, because I got my crappy Android phone over here, and I'm going to give it a run. And I'll, and I'll get back to you, Sonny. <laughs> I'll email yeah, you once I download it and let you know how it went. But yeah, for sure. genuinely, man, thank you so much for coming on here. It's so, so cool to talk to you about Bloom, about being a teen and young entrepreneur. You just have a really unique story. So thank you so much for coming on here today, man. Yeah, thanks, Chase. I appreciate it and appreciate all the work that you're doing. And is there anywhere that people could reach out to your team, get in contact, like if, if they want to try out the Bloom app, where can they go to try out the Bloom app? And if they want to reach out to your team with feedback, where can they do that? 
Yeah, that's a great uh, question. So we're on the App Store. Uh, so if you look up Bloom, yeah. like investing for teens, um, then yeah, it should be the top results. Uh, and you're gonna be able to pre-order and in a few days you'll be able to just download the app directly, right? Um, and for, yeah, like reaching out. So you can reach out to me via email. Uh, so it's sunny at joinbloom.co, uh, so mm-hmm. S-O-N-N-Y. Uh, or you could also reach out to our support team at support at joinbloom.co. Um, and we also have a really lively Discord server in which we, uh, I check it like on a daily basis, right? And uh, right. yeah, just a lot of like eyes on the Discord server, right? So you can also join our Discord server. Uh, and yeah, there are so many ways in which you could get uh, in contact with us. And yes, yeah, certainly if you're thinking of reaching out, um, uh, whether it's for like internship opportunities or it's for you to like really try out the blue map or uh, you have feedback, suggestions, uh, things that you want, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, man. All right, so listeners, we are going to drop some of that info in the description below. We're definitely going to have a link to the Discord. We'll make sure that anyone who wants to get in there can get in there, and you can just interact with the community. So, Sonny, thank you for coming on here today, man. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I hope hopefully we might be able to collaborate on something soon, and I can't wait to see the, the blue map come out, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Chase. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you as well. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.